0: This is the Edumatch Podcast Network, bringing you amazing educators sharing their love of learning one show at a time. The Edumatch Podcast Network is proud to support this show and many others. Find out more at edumatchpn.com. The ideas and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely of the individual podcaster.
1: This is TLC Ninja, a podcast for teachers by teachers about classroom innovation
0: and welcome to episode 104 of TLC Tech Learn Coffee, a proud member of the Edumet Podcast Network. I'm Lisa Nowakowski, a fifth grade teacher in South Monterey County in
1: California. And I'm Nancy Minikotsi, an instructional technology coach in Beverly Hills, California. And here is today's coffee fact. So Beethoven, that wonderful, great musician who brought us so many great pieces of music was extremely particular about how his coffee was prepared. He insisted that each cup he drank be made with exactly 60 beans. Not sure how he knew that, but anyway.
0: Very strange. And just as a reminder, we do have a 15 minute format because ain't nobody got more time than that. Well, maybe nowadays we do, but still. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, we are going to move on now to our guest, who is Deanne Bostrom, uh, who will be talking to us about classroom economy. I'm really excited about this. I use this in my classroom um, this year as well. So uh, Deanne, tell us a little, bit, a little bit about yourself,
1: who you are, and what you do. So I'm a fifth grade teacher at White Oak Elementary in Las Virginis Unified. I have a master's in digital teaching, so that's kind of where my passion comes from is anything tech-related. Um, but also enjoy every awesome so excited to have you here so you're here to
0: talk to us about classroom economy what is classroom economy
1: it is the answer to fix any and all problems in your classroom <laughs> literally anything that is going on this is the solution so uh, it helps motivate kids in the classroom takes ownership of their learning and their environment Each kid has a job, and then they earn salary for their job, and then they have to pay rent for their space. Um, I also use a flexible seating model in my classroom, so the rent was kind of an interesting thing. So they just rent general space in my class, but if you have a desk, they can rent desk space, Um, and they earn money for positive behavior and have to pay fines for any sort of negative things that you're looking for, Um, and they can buy little things, and they have an auction for um, the money.
0: Awesome. So, what benefits um, does this have for your classroom, or probably for any classroom as well?
1: The biggest thing I found is it is a way to solve kind of any management system, anything going on. So, if kids aren't doing homework, or you have issues with chattiness or talking, or you know anything that's happening, this is the solution um, for that. And it's very easy very simple it doesn't take up a lot of time um it's also doesn't take up a lot of space so it's it's a great great system
0: i i absolutely agree and i had students this year who paid for their own desks i don't have flexible uh seating in my room and then they decided they wanted to buy somebody else's desk so we had a whole <laughs> system for that as well so like they became slum lords uh- <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, and they just, they bought each other's desks and then I never had to worry about it. How does someone get started with this? I mean, it is a really interesting, um, system. Um, so how would somebody st- try getting started with this?
1: The first thing to do is I always have the kids, you know, at the beginning of the year, you're making your rule list, you're making your class expectations, what you want your class environment to be like. Um, and so we always have a day where we pick jobs and I always have the kids pick the jobs. Um, now if you say, I hate hate sharpening pencils. I haven't sharpened a pencil in six years since I've started my classroom economy. Um, And I always add that on the list. And you can have, you know, different things that you add to the list as well. Uh, But it's, it's basically the first step is to create a list of jobs and to print money. And the money can be even just plain slips of paper with a number on it, or you can get creative and do a little digital editing and things like that.
0: I know that there's a, a an organization that will send you a lot of these things as well. Yes. Um, so we can also hook up um, that information yes. uh, for people as well. Yes. Um, yes. And it came. It comes with all of the money already pre-printed for you. You just have to cut it up and all those fun things. Yes. Um, so you know, you talked a little bit about like the prep that was involved, you know, and how to get started with this. Um, but you kind of tailored it to your own classroom so can you talk a little bit about you know the prep work that you used and how you got it started and how you tailored it specifically to your classroom it's cute
1: yes so i've been doing it for about six years now um been using it in my classroom i started first with just the plain my classroom economies resources printed their money and then started to get a little creative um, and things like that and would add, you know, a little bit more each year. So don't think you have to start big your first year. Just use the resources that are already there for you and, and print them. Um, with uh, my room, I've made, made Bostrom Bucks, I call them. And so I have this bright neon green paper that, you know, kids can't get a hold of to make extra copies of the money or whatnot. Um, and so I made little Bostrom Bucks. I use a system of, of $10, $20, 100 and $500 bills Um, 500s are economically in the, in the system a little bit, uh, can, can mess with the math a little bit sometimes, but they're very exciting. (laughs) Uh, Most of the time I use 10s and 20s. Um, and then for their salary, usually they get about $500 a month is what I've kind of found works best for my system. But again, kind of play with it and see what works for you and what works for your class. I've had years where the balance of money has gotten completely out of out of skew, um, where things like a pencil cost, you know, $500 because the kids are making too much money. So you just kind of <laughs> adjust, you know, as it goes. And it's fun. If, if that happens, don't worry about it. Don't stress, you know, that things, yeah, inflation, that things <laughs> go up in price. But also if you have class where they you know, lose pencils all the time and you're constantly having to, to work on that, then you can charge $400 for a new pencil or <laughs> whatnot. <laughs>
0: Yes, um, and speaking of having, like, the the money issue out of balance, my students uh, were not, I had a banker, um, and so my students were not putting their money in the bank. They didn't understand the concept that, no, that's still your money, so they were hoarding all of the money in their desks, and then the bank had no money to pay out anything. I was like, sorry people, Um, you know, so yeah, there are things that, you know, this was my first year, um, so I will be adjusting, and I'm going to be definitely taking some of your um, suggestions as well. So do you have it so that all the jobs have the same pay or is it differentiated?
1: I do. I have every job have the same pay. I've tried different years with different level jobs, but I found that when the the job salaries are different, then some of the kids may not complete the jobs that aren't um, deemed less valuable. Uh, But I do give kids that are doing jobs more often a bonus that's more money. So they feel like they're Everybody kind of contributes the same amount, but at the same time if, for example, my recycling managers, the, you know, the kids who take out the trash every single day, they're doing more than somebody who maybe has to do the calendar update once a week. Um, so I'll give them a bonus at the end, but the calendar update people still feel like they're getting their full salary um, and don't feel sort of you know, shortchanged in the, in the system.
0: Oh, great. Thank you for that. That's a great suggestion. I might incorporate that next year. Um, I I did notice, too, like the higher paying jobs, you know, they were a little bit more laborious, but then the lower paying jobs, those kids had to find ways to earn the money so they could pay their their rent on the desk. Yeah. So that's a great suggestion. Thank you so much. And what do the kids have to say about uh, the whole classroom economy?
1: They love it. Um, you know with all the distance learning happening right now the kids have been asking constantly you know how can we continue with our jobs how do we do our job at home things like that um, each year I ask the kids at the end of the year a survey about the year and this is the one thing that's always mentioned and and kids you know former students that come back will again mention it and that they enjoyed it and they loved it and so it's, it's really fun and, and the kids don't really see it as being kind of a behavior management system they see it as just being a, a game <laughs>
0: Excellent. Yes. And I've I've actually had parents say, thank you so much for doing this, because it also is kind of teaching some of those, you know, financial, basic financial skills as well. Yes. Um, So what are some issues that you've had throughout the
1: years? The biggest one was the auctions. They took forever. I didn't like them. I did them maybe once a month. And so it wasn't very reinforcing for the kids. And I, I just didn't, I didn't enjoy it or like it. It it was time consuming and chaotic and just crazy. I've tried silent auctions and you still have, you know, it takes 15 minutes to get them back quiet. And then it just was, it was a lot. So this last year, I actually started using a Google form. The kids that want to participate in auction come up to the front and they sit with their laptops. And then I use a Google form that just has the title of each item. So I auction off say maybe five or seven items a week, and they don't have to be tangible items either. They can be, you know, coach helper for PE is one of the top selling things that'll go for, you know, $2,000 or, you know, teacher helper for the day is, is another hot one. So um, the Google form just has the, the title of each and then a blank text box. And the kids type in the amount that they want to bid for the auction. And the, auction I, the whole auction is 10 minutes, and then the highest bidder at the end wins that item. So it's, it's a little crazy and chaotic for 10 minutes, and they're, they're sitting there, and they're plugging away their bids on the computer. And the kids that don't want to join also can have choice time, and they get free time, and they can just play a game or a chat or whatever they want. Um, but the entire process set up to finish takes 15 minutes max, and we can do it every week. So the kids were also able to get more reinforcement by being able to participate in an auction weekly, not just monthly. And it was quick, easy. I didn't have to deal with, you know, my hand wasn't up, it was it was down, my hand was kind of up or, you know, it. well, you typed in 200 and that's your choice. And look, it says right here, so you bid the item and oh, somebody bid it over by 30 seconds. And Google also has the timestamp. So when the timestamp says, you know, 105, the auction is done and it's ended. So that's been kind of the biggest learning curve that I found helpful.
0: Well, that's a great hack to that. Yes, I, I've, I had similar issues with uh, the auction and just being a little crazy and chaotic. Um, for my classroom this year, I found that the silent auction did well. I kind of taped things up onto the board. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, okay, when we have free time, you can do this. The auction closes at recess or lunchtime or whatever. And then kids started auctioning off their own items. And so then they would like make money that way. I had a bunch of kids who really wanted to make money this year. <laughs> um, so both of us teach fifth grade, and, you know, we can say that it definitely works for fifth grade. What are your views on it? Do you see it working for all grade levels, um, all the way down to kindergarten, all
1: the way up to high school level? I think you can definitely use it for anything elementary, 100%. Um, you know, kinder would look obviously a little bit different. You'd have, you know, different, you know, probably different, I would start with maybe $1 and, you know, $2 or even just do $1 bills or whatnot. Um, middle school, I think it could work. I think high school kids may be sort of over it by then. They may not just, you know, buy into it, but I could see it definitely working for, you know, sixth or seventh or eighth grade classroom. Even if you didn't have a lot of time, you could still auction off, you know, a homework pass or you could auction off. Um, you know, a a pencil or or something, I think the kids would still enjoy.
0: Excellent. Thank you. You have so many great resources for us as well that um, I was already digging through them and stealing some ideas. Um, We will also put that up on our show notes. But um, before we end this, there was an additional question. Sorry that I missed. So how does the form work for the auction? So they're filling out a form. How do they know how much somebody has bid? Is there another computer that's up or how does that work?
1: Oh, great question. So I project my, I project the spreadsheet view of the form on the board. So it's all live. So my computer is hooked up to the the TV or the projector and then they see right away. And then I just scroll down as it gets full. Um, Sometimes I'll have to help manage if it's a really, you know, chaotic auction. I'll highlight certain cells of the highest bidder or just say, you know, hey, so-and-so is currently at the Um, you know, bid $200 on this item, but usually it's pretty self-managed. You just project the spreadsheet view of the, of the form and the kids can watch it and do the rest. Awesome. So are there um, any
0: final words
1: that you have for us, Deanne? I think it's a great, it's just a great system. It's, it's fun. It's easy. It's pretty quick and you can tailor it to every class. Every class is different. The behaviors are different. The needs are different. So it's, it's the most flexible system that I've found. Great. And thank you so much for joining us. Of course. And thank you to our listeners for being listeners and joining us today as well. Um, if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a comment to let us know. Our comment question is, what are some tools or methods that you use for classroom management? Would you consider ditching any or all of them for classroom economy? And please don't forget to
0: subscribe to hear more about easy ways for you to innovate in your classroom. If you like the show, please help others find us by rating and leaving a review wherever you are listening to this podcast. Please remember that we are always looking for guests to share the great things that they are doing in their classrooms. So if you know of someone who fits the bill or if you would like to be a guest, please visit TLC.ninja and complete the contact form to let us know. Thanks. And we'll see you next time.